0: You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast with me, Jason Hunt. The mission with this show is to discuss all things marketing, sales, and mindset. It's my hope for entrepreneurs like you to get the most from your efforts so that you can focus on what you do best. Let's go. You're listening to episode 151 of the Merged Marketing Podcast. And in today's episode, we're talking about affiliate marketing and how you can get started in affiliate marketing. My guest on today's show is John Wright. John has 20 plus years of experience in online gambling and affiliate marketing. His startup Stats Drone aims to make your life easier starting in affiliate marketing. This topic is, is very relevant for myself personally right now. I just came back from an affiliate marketing conference um, where I had the pleasure of speaking at in Prague, Czech Republic, um, affiliate marketing space is continuing to boom. Um, a lot of people that have tried to dabble in it didn't last too long when they didn't, when they noticed that they didn't get immediate payouts from the work that they had put into their campaigns. But trust me, believe it. I've seen it that there is some big opportunities in this space. Once you wrap your head around it, and once you have the patience to find the right offers and the right traffic sources to combine with those offers, it can work. And we're gonna dive into that today with John. Uh, Without further ado, let's kick it to my chat with John Wright. John, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Definitely. John's coming to us today from Montreal, Canada.
1: Uh, Hotspot for affiliate marketing, John, would you say? I think it's uh, maybe an underrated, uh, quiet place for affiliate marketing. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of tech happening here. So, I mean, as much as Toronto has the reputation for having all the tech people, there's a lot here. I mean, tech and affiliate marketing kind of go hand in hand.
0: Definitely. And and John's background uh, is, is in online gambling and casinos and affiliate marketing. Um, so John's coming to us with a lot of experience in this space today, and uh, we're going to keep it kind of high level for the most part. We might geek out a little bit, um, but follow along if you can. Uh, if you're not familiar with affiliate marketing, John, maybe give your definition as to what is affiliate marketing in 2022.
1: Yeah, um, that, in theory, that's a pretty easy question, but it's kind of tough. Um, affiliate marketing, I mean, the easiest way to think about it is you get paid for sending someone to a product or service. And typically in the world of affiliate marketing, that's done through a tracking link. So the way this works is you have to join an affiliate program, uh, go into this backend, get a tracking link, and let's say the easiest one everyone can relate to would be Amazon Associates. So you see someone's website and they've got the Amazon banner there, you click on it, you buy something, um, that person happens to get a commission from it. And that commission will be dependent on what the, the affiliate program sets it up to be. So you see affiliate marketing, all the time, you're probably just not aware of it, but it, it's everywhere.
0: What's your uh, journey into
1: affiliate marketing? how did you get into it originally? Uh, I probably got into it the wrong way. So going back to university, uh, I graduated um, with a bachelor's in mechanical engineering robotics. So nothing to do with affiliate marketing at all. Not so good, um, right. I got into the world of professional gambling. So it was like, once again, a total sidetrack. And in that whole experience, I was able to watch the world of affiliate marketing within gambling and it's like if these online casinos and sports books could afford to pay me that's taking money from this ecosystem obviously there's a lot more on the other side and the more you start snooping around you start seeing things like okay there's like affiliates at the bottom of this website and you click on it and then you start learning it's like hey you can earn 20 percent to 40 percent revenue share commissions on losses of players now when you think about the world of gambling where you know someone could easily just go click and spend $1,000. And I mean, imagine getting 40% of that in one go. And if that happens, let's say every month for the next two years, you're earning $400 uh, per month for for two years straight. So in terms of like how I got into it, it was just total randomness. Um, And most of my friends that got into affiliate marketing, we almost all have a weird story. It wasn't by chance. It was just some weird story. You just stumble into it. And then, yeah, you're not really going to school for any of this stuff.
0: Let's talk about the the state of the union for affiliate marketing and and gambling right now, because I know laws in Ontario have changed relatively recently um, in terms of this particular niche in Ontario. Um, what, What has changed this year? Is it still a really
1: profitable niche for new affiliate marketer center? It is profitable, and I think it depends on the country and jurisdiction you're dealing with. So just to go to the side or rather to the south and look at our neighbors in America, Um, there's a lot of, um, you need affiliate licenses to operate and these licenses can be pretty expensive. Now in Ontario, you don't need to pay for a license. So that kind of makes it easier for anyone to get involved. But in terms of legalities, the way this works is this, if you want to work with any, uh, sports book or casino that's licensed in Ontario, you can with the exception that if you start promoting along with those brands, non-licensed brands, those affiliate programs will close your account. So. Pretty much the legal work is done by, um, I mean, it's not really due diligence, more by elimination. It's if you do something you're not supposed to be done, the biggest risk is having your affiliate account closed, which if you have recurring revenue, you could actually lose that. And um, any of us in affiliate marketing never want to lose that. So
0: you obviously need to do your due diligence and research to figure out which offers
1: are working best in what jurisdictions, right? That's a huge part to it. Yeah, it's it's a huge part, but at the same time, I, I like to, tell everyone it's like, you know what? Someone's already paved a path in front of you. And so if you look at who's ranking for any of those keywords, um, you can pretty much just look at who's promoting who, and you kind of get your answers. You get actually a lot of information from that. So you not only learn like which programs that you can work with, but you also kind of gain an insight as to, well, which ones are featured more prominently on that website. So, I mean, that's kind of like one more tip just to say, well, who's going to give you the best commission or. Who's going to give you the best ROI for your traffic? And sometimes those answers are they're just right in front of you. I mean, if you keep seeing that same brand over and over and over again on 10 different websites that are in the like the top three positions, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Google, where you know all the best traffic goes with affiliate marketers, they do the same. They don't like sending traffic to brands that don't perform.
0: So you select, uh, let's say, as a newbie affiliate marketer, you, you, see a, you hear about a great offer uh, for a casino online. Um, you get the information for the offer. Now the next question is where is the traffic coming from In your experience? What are some of the the best strategies that you're seeing people deploy and what sources are they generating that traffic from?
1: Uh, I'll start with what's been commonly known in the affiliate marketing space, which is pretty much SEO or search engine optimization. So in order to rank a website, I mean, if you tried doing this 10 years ago on something that was pretty niche you'd have a very easy time. You would be up and running, ranking very quickly with minimal effort. Now, because the space is so competitive and there's a lot of people that are already in the space, uh, getting those rankings even on those niche markets is becoming a lot tougher. So you need to kind of learn SEO. And I mean, even though like social media is very prominent, uh, it's not easy just to walk into a a social uh, platform and expect it to work because you can build up all your traffic and if that affiliate program says, you know what, we can't accept you doing all this promotion in Facebook it's uh, that's losing your business. So that's the, the old school way. Um, what I see as a new school way is like, you know, we're living in the world of video and what's video today, this is Twitch and YouTube. And there's a lot of affiliates that are now going from you've never heard of them before, and now they've got like a massive following and they're starting to generate a lot of commissions. So it's people that are literally playing slots on Twitch. Uh, they're doing the same with poker, blackjack, uh, maybe not so much in the in the sports scene, with the exception that you know anyone that does podcasting and talks about sports, you're pulling in a lot of people that are obviously fanatics about that. So um, I, I see a lot of changes in, in the last couple of years where streaming is becoming more uh, dominant and prominent, and it's not going to be the only channel. It's just going to be one of many channels that you can choose to work with, whether you're not comfortable being in front of a camera and you want to say, you know what, let me just work on ranking a website and if you are in front of a camera then you can say you know what i don't need seo i just need to generate some traffic and the more you start producing your video content the more it starts to pull in you know subscribers and you know you you basically you're you're taking advantage of another platform of like this isn't the only source of traffic
0: so search engine optimization along with organic social media are a couple of the best ways people are generating generating that traffic for offers what about paid ads. And, and I know obviously paid ads on, on Facebook um, can be a bit of a hurdle for this particular industry, uh, along with Google potentially as well. Have you seen some success in those two avenues for generating those uh, that traffic?
1: I have seen success, but it, I guess it depends on your experience and your comfort level. So I have friends that they're very comfortable in that space and they got in early when they knew what Uh, what a click was worth and what they could get for it. So you're obviously dealing with the differential. Um, I do think those spaces are a bit more competitive where the people that are involved, it's kind of like, well, you know, where's this traffic? Like if we just pretend it's Google AdSense, I mean, you're pretty much after that number one spot. And if it becomes too expensive, then you're kind of pricing yourself out of the market or you're competing against other people that they're able to convert that offer better. So there's actually, in my opinion, a lot more work that goes into ads and, there will definitely be opportunities there, especially for niche markets, but it's a space that I'm personally less comfortable with. I know for my own company in the B2B space, that's a lot easier to walk into it because I have less competition. Um, But if you're an expert in that and you're very good with performance marketing and you might not, you might be good at that, but you might not have the gambling experience. That's something you can obviously reverse engineer and go, well, who's already operating in space? What are they doing? And go, can we do that or can we do it better? So, there's opportunity for someone, so it depends, uh, you know, pick, pick your path, you know.
0: So as a company that, uh, and your company,
1: my understanding, provides that offer, right? Uh, not quite. It's um, our, our first product is, uh, it's a tool that helps people aggregate their affiliate stats and commissions and organizes by KPIs. So you would use our software to kind of look at your, not necessarily your offers, but which programs are delivering the best results. Uh, We are building tools that will build in some of those offers, but we don't have that live yet. Uh, So for the most part, if you wanted to, you know, create a site and list offers, I mean, the ways you can do that are, one, you have to manually create them and sign up to all those affiliate programs. And probably what's becoming a bit more common is working with performance or traffic networks or affiliate networks where they have everything ready to go and you just kind of plug and play and, you know, you deal with uh, one program rather than multiple programs.
0: Yeah, so maybe you can lend some advice to uh, beginner affiliates out there looking or seeking out the best offer. Obviously, you know, the easy answer would be, well, you got to go for the high payout. You know what I mean? You got the the highest converting, not the highest converting, but the highest paying out offer might be the best one. Is is that true? Or is there other factors that that affiliate marketers should be looking at before they take that plunge?
1: Yeah, there's definitely other factors, but this is probably where I would encourage people to consider these traffic and especially affiliate networks because, I mean, you're going to have a lot of work getting off the ground, like especially when you've not done any of this stuff before, whether it's the SEO. So you have a big pile of work and the last thing you need is adding admin work. Uh, So if you work with an affiliate network, then they're going to take care of a lot of things for you. And what a lot of networks typically like to do is they say, well, if you go with this affiliate program over here, they'll pay you 20%. We'll start you off at 25 or 30. So you're getting a better deal right off the bat. And I mean, they they solve a headache for you. Like you have one program, you log in, you get your tracking links from one place, you get paid from one company. You don't have to worry about dealing with uh, 20 different programs to log in and chasing payments and wondering like, is this the best program to work with? Because those networks, they try to work with brands that are gonna convert. Like it it never makes sense for them to work with uh, brands and products that simply don't convert. Because I mean, if you're not making money, then they're not gonna make any money either.
0: So let's talk about Stats Drone. Uh, So for Stats Drone, Right now, you appeal to those affiliate marketers that just kind of need a place to, out of bird's eye view, see all the data, see what offers are converting best in the traffic sources. Is that, is that am I correct by saying that's, that's essentially what StatStone is, is doing?
1: Yeah, you're correct. And also, I mean, what our, what our main selling point right now is basically saying, we're going to save you a lot of time. So if you did have those 20 logins for different affiliate programs, then you know, if I ask you, how much money did you make today? well, most affiliate marketers would literally have to be give me like 10 minutes while I log into all my accounts. Yeah, And then even if you wanted to store that data, you'd literally have to copy it into a database or something like Excel, which is pretty tedious and cumbersome. So weirdly enough, there's not a lot of uh, competitors in the space for stats aggregators. And it's also a mouthful to say so. there's, In my opinion, most of the affiliate uh, marketing world doesn't know that these tools exist. So Our job is to make your life easier. And we plan on adding layers of that where it's like, well, can we educate you on your your KPIs to make them come to life? I mean, we can give you the data in front of your your face, but it helps to visualize it more. So that's the next thing that we're working on is making it such that you can't hide from campaigns that are underperforming and making it come to life where it's like, if you send more traffic to these five campaigns, we think that you'll make 20% more revenue. And likewise, the opposite for saying, if you've got five campaigns that are underperforming, we recommend that you actually, you know, dethrottle or cut off completely traffic to those those places.
0: I think there are a lot of affiliate marketers out there that are that are obviously thriving and making a lot of money doing this, and some that are not so successful or giving up too soon. Um, have you firsthand seen some success stories of of people potentially even using Stats Drone to help? You know squint their eyes and see where the profit is coming from and, and
1: how they have gotten to where they are today as a successful affiliate marketer? Yeah, I mean, in, in our case, in using the app for ourselves and also having friends that have been using the app, I mean, we've seen all sorts of cases. I mean, one is discovering that you have had a, a program that maybe you didn't think was worth promoting, but you happen to have a tracking link on some random page. And if that link happened to just like score like a whole bunch of players or even one player that was a whale, uh, in the gambling space, um, I mean that can be transformational. I mean, if you look at some of the largest commissions that have been generated from single players, they can actually hit like five figures, and in some cases six figures. So this is pretty prominent. So for, I mean, when that, as that per month, uh, that's just like well, that's one time, and yeah. if that player keeps playing Got at it. that same rate, yeah, for some for some affiliates that that can go on for months and yeah. possibly years. Mm-hmm. So when when events like that happen, obviously you want to celebrate that, but likewise when the opposite happens, where Let's say you've got a lot of traffic and you're consistently getting sales like month after month, and all of a sudden that just uh, uh, cuts off. And sometimes in cases like this, it's the program has changed their tracking links or they merge from one system to another. And it's your job as the affiliate marketer to know this. Like, even if they emailed you, it's like, well, the problem is that a lot of these emails just kind of end up in spam. So there's cases like that. And probably the most fun uh, case example with our app is basically discovering that you actually have money sitting there. So it's like, well, why would you have money sitting there and not paid out? Well, some affiliate programs require a manual invoice to be generated. Uh, sometimes your payment method is out of date. Like, let's say you changed uh, PayPal and you know it's uh, that payment was rejected. So it's just your money's accumulating. So, I mean, I've had it where I've had five or $10,000 sitting in affiliate accounts and you know, our app helps discover that. So those are kind of fun. Cases where you're like, okay, I didn't realize that. But the more important part is just pay attention to when things are going well, send more traffic to it. And when things aren't going well, uh, be very mindful of it and learn to cut that off and pay attention to your own campaigns.
0: Uh, th- that's great advice, uh, especially for beginners. Maybe you can add some additional information or at least tips on people getting started out. Red flags they should look out for when they get started with their programs or campaigns. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah that, that's a tough one. I'll start with the red flags, and it's like in order to avoid red flags, um, networking is really everything in affiliate marketing. It's not just networking with affiliate programs because I mean, these affiliate managers want your business, so they'll tell you whatever you want to hear. That's fine. But it really helps to have other friends that are that are working, even in some cases as competitors. Um, I mean, you can look at seeing who's promoting which brand, so you could say, well, maybe I'm going to trust them, but it helps to establish these relationships where you can literally ask, you know, there's been times where, I've had a, a program that I thought I trusted, but maybe something shady was happening in the background. I go ask friends, have you had any problems with this in it? Like one, one could be as simple as not getting paid. Uh, and we don't know what the reason is, but you, you really need to ask your friends. And you're not always going to find this on forums. Um, in terms of the other bit of advice on getting started, um, when I talk to a lot of people that don't have a lot of experience in affiliate marketing, and they're like, look, where do I get started? Um, I like telling people that, you know what, there's not really a lot of, you don't really go to college or university for these things. I mean, if you want, you can study entrepreneurship and, and business or business management. But most people I know as friends that either work in the space or have started their own uh, sites as entrepreneurs, I mean, we all have random backgrounds. Like mine, I'm an engineer. I've got many friends that have dropped out of school as, you know, 50 year in, in law school and said, you know what, I'm going to do some affiliate sites. And when they take off, things just happen. So what's great about um, where we are today versus, let's say, 10 or 20 years ago is that you maybe didn't have a lot of information and now you have too much information. Your job is to kind of pick a path and, you know, the more you learn, the better. So what I tell people is like, you know what, make mistakes and go create a blog and and try something and go niche where if you go niche and you're you're not competing against, um, you know, really competitive keywords and companies that have way too, too much money to be able to you know, go against you from a marketing perspective. This is probably a smarter way of going, you know, how do you get started? And it, it sounds obvious and you're going to hear this kind of cliche all the time, but pick something that you're passionate about. Like if you love sports, do something sports related. It doesn't even have to be gambling. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that jump into gambling thinking, you know, oh, I want to make the most money, but sometimes they're missing out on, you know what? I'm really into books and I started a, a website that's all about books and i've got amazon links to those books and you know i've got friends that are actually you know making way more money with those types of niches and once they jump into it they're like this is less competitive you know it's a uh, and it becomes more fun i mean we all want easy wins and that's probably the biggest thing that you know a lot of people get uh sucked into thinking that you know affiliate marketing is the best thing ever because you create your website and then you can actually do nothing all day it's like no you still got to work and those days are over when you could just uh you know sit on your ass and expect the money just to be generated automatically so find something you're passionate about i mean if it's sports you're probably going to watch sports all day long anyway so you might as well get paid for it and you know start a blog or a podcast or you know make some videos and you know and figure it out
0: my first affiliate site that i started was back in maybe 2013 or 14 it was a flag football It was called flag football stuff It was, uh, I'm a football fan, so it was selling, you know, flag football merchandise, Amazon, you know, Amazon affiliate. Didn't generate a whole lot, but to your point, it was picking something I was passionate about because I used to like, I was interested in new products that were coming out and it it became very easy to become an affiliate marketer for football stuff. Who's doing your social media? Is anybody doing your social media? Why aren't we doing your social media? Since 2016, My agency has been managing communities, creating content, and managing our clients' social media platforms to keep them top of mind with their customers, along with their prospects. Social media is probably somewhere on your priority list as a busy business owner, but it's never gonna be near the top. For us at Merged Media, we ensure your social media is at the top of our list, making sure you're staying top of mind with those clients and prospects. If you want a creative and professional agency working on your social media, Then go on over to Merged.ca and book a call today. That's M-E-R-G-E-D.ca. Now, you know, is it a good idea as you enter affiliate marketing to diversify your offers? Or is it good just to go in on one niche, totally own it and understand it and build up on that? Or is it better, like I said, to diversify your portfolio to give yourself a better chance of of hitting that winning
1: offer? Well, you have kind of like two different types of diversification. Like one example would be, okay, you have just a casino site and you've got 10 different casinos to promote. So you guess you could call that diversification. But if that if that was targeting the Canadian markets and some new laws came up and you know, I've seen affiliates get wiped out from this. I mean, where you're better off doing that one site in gambling or also doing the other one where you're passionate about, uh, passionate about football or even golf or something. So I, I think it kind of helps to have a couple sites, but not too many. Um, Where a lot of people make a lot of mistakes, and I've done this before in the past, is you just create more and more sites, and you're like, well, what are you better off doing? Uh, Folk making one site really amazing or making five sites sort of okay? And this becomes a bit of like, you know, time management, and you have to kind of figure this out. So, what I encourage people to actually do multiple sites is basically find out what you really like, and you know what? One's probably going to actually rise above the rest. And if that becomes more fun, then take it and run with it.
0: Awesome. John, uh, I love this conversation around affiliate marketing. I think it's very timely. I think there's a lot of big opportunities in this space for a lot of marketers out there. If
1: anybody has questions for you, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn, but the biggest problem with that is my name is John Wright, and you're going to find thousands and thousands of them. So I'm John at StatStrone.com, so you can send me an email. Uh, There's only one Drone, and uh, yeah, that's my company.
0: And you'll get all the show notes for this episode by going over to merge.ca slash podcast slash 151. Now, John, we end every episode with the same question. That question is this. If you can choose one person dead or alive to represent your brand, who would it be and why?
1: Oh, that is so tough. Um, All right. I'm going to go with Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix is going to be like, you know, you know, who's this guy and why did they pick Jimmy? And for us, I mean, our, 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 our um, company colors are purple. I mean, Jim Hendrix, Purple Haze. And, you know, he's, uh, he's iconic in a way that I think, uh, you know, I, I'm sure his legacy wouldn't want to be tarnished or associated with, like, you know, a commercial thing. But, I mean, you know, everyone's been commercialized. So let's take someone that hasn't been. I love it.
0: We've had everything from uh, from Muhammad Ali to Jesus Christ, but that's the first Ooh. time somebody said uh, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. And, and I love it. I love it how it lines up a- along with your, your, your branding as well and your colors. I think that's brilliant. Awesome. Cool. John, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast. I truly appreciate it. And would love it if you went over to your podcast platform and gave us a subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, if you think the Merge Marketing Podcast is a good fit for somebody else, like your business partner or your spouse, just go on over and give this episode a share. I'd love it if you would share the wealth of knowledge and value that I'm bringing to you and share it to other people. That would be amazing. Again, thank you so much for listening. Don't set up for good. Be great we we'll see you soon.